0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Payne.tv slash gold, ladies and gentlemen. Battling the technocratic transhumanist, folks, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of hyper-focus. I probably have ADHD, because I'm hyper-focused on going anywhere and everywhere these people are, ladies and gentlemen, and right now, it just takes us down the road of ketamine, Because we traveled here from MKUltra, from mind control, from the Cyborg Soldier program, from everything the government is doing, from brain machine interfaces to transcranial electronic stimulation helmets, always trying to tap into the mind, folks. They're always trying to play with the mind. Never forget how we got here. I'm not just reviewing this uh, because I was interested in psychedelics, folks. I went here because MKUltra took us here. All right, let me just go through the rest of this again. And this is for people that might not know. Maybe their kids or grandkids are dabbling in this stuff on a street level. Maybe your doctor's about to prescribe it. Just know what it is here. Talk about overdose. If you take a large amount of ketamine or have a strong batch, you could overdose. The risk of death from ketamine alone is low due to its ability to cause unconsciousness with minimal impact on airway reflexes or blood circulation however individuals are at higher risk of physical harm accidents while under the influence of ketamine call an ambulance straight away blah 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 Uh, these are the symptoms inability to move rigid muscles high blood pressure fast heartbeat convulsions Unconsciousness and near-death experiences and death, or as Sidney Gottlieb would call that list of five things, success. Success. As he was experimenting with this stuff on uh, expendables, people that they could kill. All right, it says, Coming down after using it the day after using ketamine, you may experience memory loss, impaired judgment, disorientation, clumsiness, aches and pains, anxiety. And so the memory loss is exactly what Gottlieb was supposedly first looking for in the psychedelics, was the ability to wipe out folks' memories. And that is also what Dr. Charles Morgan III is interested in, the gentleman who lectured in front of the West Point Military Academy, the former former CIA intelligence officer. Okay, long-term effects. Regular use of ketamine may eventually cause flashbacks, Poor sense of smell from snorting. Mood and personality changes. Depression. Poor memory, thinking, and concentration. So there we go. It's going to cause ADHD. Uh, Then they could give you more of it to straighten out your ADHD. Abnormal liver or kidney function. Ketamine bladder syndrome. Abdominal pain. Needing to use more to get the same effect. Dependence on ketamine. Financial work and social problems. (laughs) This is what they're shooting into kids, folks. But don't worry. It's controlled by a Frankenstein doctor, and they are giving you the right amount, and it's safe. And if you're scared to get the infusion, the intravenous injection will put you inside the metaverse where we can do it in a safe environment. Okay, ketamine bladder syndrome. Large repeated doses of ketamine may eventually cause ketamine bladder syndrome, a painful condition needing ongoing treatment. Symptoms include difficulty holding in urine, incontinence, which can cause ulceration in the bladder. Anyone suffering from ketamine bladder syndrome needs to stop using ketamine and see a healthcare professional who will probably tell you the treatment for this is ketamine. (laughs) I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen. They're giving this to the kids. Using ketamine with other drugs, so let's see, God forbid your daughter, Nicole, is getting doped up with ketamine to cure her depression, and she decides to drink some beer. Let's see what can happen. The effects of taking ketamine with other drugs, including over-the-counter or prescribed medications, can be unpredictable and dangerous and could cause, let's see, ketamine plus alcohol or opiates. When used with other depressant drugs, the combined effects may lead to the functioning of the heart or lungs to slow or stop and could result in death. So, uh, Dad, you might want to tell your daughter when she goes off to college, when she continues her ketamine treatments to uh, help with her depression and suicidal thoughts, not to drink any beer because she might end up dead. The next one, ketamine And amphetamines, ecstasy, and cocaine, right? So if you're mixing ketamine treatments with MDMA from another doctor, enormous strain on the body, which can lead to fast heart rate, right? And that will lead to death too. So polydrug use is a term for the use of more than one drug or type of drug at the same time or one after another. Polydrug use can involve both illicit drugs and legal substances such as alcohol and medications. Now what happens if they dope you with the ketamine and you had a covid jab and or a booster? Now, if you're going to try to take someone off the ketamine, what do the withdrawal symptoms look like? And this is just in case you know anyone who's on this stuff, folks, or somebody is getting these treatments from the Veterans Administration. Giving up ketamine after a long time is challenging because the body has to get used to functioning without it. Please seek advice from a healthcare professional who will prescribe uh, ketamine to get you off ketamine. I'm kidding. I added that last part. All right. Symptoms include cravings for ketamine, no appetite, tiredness, chills, sweating, restlessness, tremors, nightmares, anxiety, depression, irregular and rapid heartbeat risk of injury. All right. So now you know about ketamine, which is the FDA approved psychedelic that they are using to now dope up adults with all sorts of mental illnesses and getting ready to roll it out widespread on the children folks all right now i want to just go back to this real quick i'm not going to go through this whole article again i'm I'm trying to wrap this up so this is everydayhealth.com how do psychedelic drugs work in the brain and body and so we mentioned this stuff yesterday But I just want to tell you, okay, actually, let me back it up. Remember yesterday we went over the major uh, psychedelics that they're using in medicine now. So you have the psilocybin, which comes from the mushroom, LSD, MDMA, which is um, the uh, ecstasy, ketamine, which you know about, and peyote, which is uh, mescaline. Alright, so now I just want to show you how the psychedelics drugs work in the brain and body. All psychedelics produce a temporary altered state of consciousness. All right, and that's very important because you have to tie that into what Sidney Gottlieb was doing under MKUltra and what Ray Kurzweil talks about, uploading the consciousness to the cloud and so all the mind control, the mind hacking, the mind tapping, the mind uploading all that goes together. It's tampering with the brain. It's tampering with the mind. It's tampering with your consciousness and that all has to do with rewriting memories, replacing memories, wiping out the mind, stuff that Sidney Gottlieb and Charles Morgan III talk about and then when you get into Cyborg Soldier they're working on the ability to tap into the mind and have the brain communicate with a robot down at the cellular level, folks, all right all this ties in uh eventually I'll be able to get a, one of a couple scientists I know to come on here and explain the uh you know the biology behind this stuff because this is not my area of expertise, but I'm telling you it all ties in this all has to do with mind breaking, and so um it says right here this healthcare expert uh dr johnson there is evidence that the brain becomes more flexible or plastic after a psychedelic right so that is what sydney gottlieb was testing the ability to mind hack to make the mind pliable and so now uh, they want to do this widespread i mean uh, you can obviously see where this is going folks this is not a, a mystery any longer Um, Kelly O'Donnell, MD, PhD, assistant professor of psychiatry at the New York University Grossman School of Medicine and researcher at NYU Langone Center for Psychedelic Medicine, puts it this way, quote, Psychedelic drugs allow patients to access parts of themselves that are ordinarily inaccessible. It will also allow them to access those parts. That's all about meeting your uh, psychiatrist inside of the metaverse and talking to them while you're high on psychedelics. I mean, that's, that's like meeting with your torturer while Sidney Gottlieb dopes you up, and then they send in the torturer and ask you a million questions. All the same thing, folk. Uh, Folks, as Dr. O'Donnell explains, quote, the human brain is fundamentally a learning machine and it derives its power from its ability to learn and recognize patterns and use those patterns to predict the future. Oh, wow. Well, that's what we do. It seems that psychedelics make that pattern much more flexible. So you have a window of opportunity to reopen a period of development. So even after the psychedelic experience, you can make choices and establish new patterns. Now, that sounds all good, right? It sounds all fine and dandy, does it not? But that allows them, the people in control, the ones running the experiments, the ones who have access to tap into your brain that you have to meet inside of the matrix, inside of the metaverse, inside of that matrix loading room. And then they're talking to you while you're high on psychedelics. You're very suggestible. Who knows what programs they're running in those VR headsets when they have you all doped up? Well, here's something that I was saving for you folks. And this is from the National Library of Medicine. NCBI.NLM. And this says here psychedelics and virtual reality parallels and applications. And the abstract is psychedelic drugs and virtual reality each have the capacity to disrupt the rigidity and limitations of typical conscious experience. Pay attention to this, folks. This article delineates the parallels among psychedelic and VR states, as well as their potential synergistic applications in clinical and recreational settings. Findings indicate that individually, psychedelics and VR are used in analogous ways to alter sensory experience and evoke awe. They are also both used in tandem with traditional therapies to treat a variety of mood disorders. Their shared capacity uh, to transiently alter perspective and disrupt rigid patterns of mental experience may underlie their analogous and transdiagnostic, therape- trans-diagnostic therapeutic uses. In terms of their combined applications, a number of recreational users currently utilize psychedelics and VR together to enhance their experience. We propose that VR may be a useful tool for preparing hallucinogen-naive participants in clinical trials for the sensory distortions experienced in psychedelic states. Given the critical role of setting in psychedelic treatment outcomes, we also detail how virtual reality could be used to optimize the environment in psychedelic sessions. Finally, we provide considerations for future studies and detail how advancements in psychedelic and VR research can inform one another. Collectively disheartening Outlines a number of connections between psychedelics and VR, and more broadly, is representative of growing scientific interest into the interactions among technology, psychopharmacology, and mental health, folks. So, there you have it. There you have it. The merger of the virtual reality, which is, I'm telling you, it's just the first iteration, the public uh product all right the consumer grade product of the uh, transcranial electronic stimulation helmet or the n-cubed helmet or eventually the brain chip and so now they are combining the virtual reality helmets with the psychedelic drugs folks i'm telling you this is mk ultra times a hundred, ladies and gentlemen, it is here. Mind control is alive and well, and now they are going for the gold standard, which will be the psychedelic drugs combined with access to your mind, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain Join the discussion at pain.tv/slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv/slash gold. All right, folks, let me try to run you through the last few pieces that I want to show you here. This was a a New York Times dot com piece and this is virtual reality therapy plunges patients back into trauma here is why some swear by it and i don't want to go uh read this whole entire article for you but essentially what they're talking about here and this was written in june of 2021 is that they are literally taking people we mentioned this uh earlier on the show a couple episodes ago but i just wanted to show you where that came from they are literally plunging people back in to combat um, using the virtual reality headsets and in some studies I've seen they're coupling this with psychedelics so they're tripping out former war veterans and then strapping up a VR headset and sending them back to the place that caused their PTSD I'll just read you. uh, When a veterans affairs therapist first suggested that Chris Merkel try a virtual reality simulation that would mimic his days in combat, he was horrified. Quote, I was like, you want to put me in a virtual world reliving my worst days, my worst nightmares? Question mark. He said. And so this is very much, folks, like Manchurian Candidate with Denzel Washington, if you haven't seen this. But if you want to go take a look at this article, just look up uh, virtual reality therapy trauma, you know, New York Times, and you will find this and you could read about it. Now, this is um, basically pushing the the positive sides supposed positive sides it's part of the adoption campaign and so they get into uh, virtual reality and plunging people back. I mean, it is an in, in-depth in article. And I set it aside because I think I'm going to get back to it when I do uh, some more technical stuff on virtual reality. But I wanted to pull it in here for you just so you know. They're now using virtual reality to pull these guys into, back into war. And uh, then in some studies now, they're coupling that with the psychedelics, folks. All right. Want to show you this that came up. And this is at uh D-O-T, dot la and this is how vr company trip tripp simulates psychedelic euphoria to address depression and anxiety it says by the time nania reeves was 16 she had seen the de- disastrous effects of substance abuse on her mother and sister and had spent time recovering at a psychiatric hospital where a therapist introduced her to meditation and breathing techniques that helped her cope with the the chaos that surrounded her quote it was a tool that really gave me space to insert pauses when I was having these big feelings and start to train my brain on the decisions I was making at any given moment and quote she said since then both reeves mother and sister passed away from drug abuse a new tragedy the loss of her husband to cancer spurred her next venture aimed at spreading the coping techniques she'd been taught in 2018 she co-launched TRIP a virtual reality meditation experience that mimics aspects of psychedelics to help people cope with chaos or destruction in their lives the company announced on Friday it raised 11 million dollars led by Mayfield and Life Science VC firm Vine Ventures, bringing its total funding to $15 million. Its technology guides users through a breathing meditation that lasts anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes, while their eyeline is littered with neon-colored shapes, pulsating flowers, blurred slow-motion movements, and other abstract kaleidoscope visualizations. The experience is meant to mimic what one might see while hallucinating on psychedelics without having to actually take psychedelics. Users can customize their own visuals through a program called Trip Composer. All right, I'm not gonna go through all this stuff, but I've actually seen now people are using trip in combination with psychedelics. And uh, this type of VR stuff will be implemented in, you know, the metaverse and things like that. So now they're going to try to mind control people with the VR headset without the psychedelics. And you're going to start to see studies between what allows them to mind hack uh, more successfully. But as you can see, they're combining VR with psychedelics. But this I wanted to show you because you'll find this company Trip out there in the psychedelic VR space. And there is a lot of money flowing around, folks. Folks, in fact, maybe we should just stop doing the show and all of us should get together. We'll form some company around psychedelics and VR and we will make a fortune. All right. Let me just show you a few private sector things going on here. Uh, Businessinsider.com. This is an article from a few days ago, October 11, 2022. Title here Elon Musk reportedly goes on exploratory journeys and likes to show friends a chart of the benefits of MDMA and mushrooms over. Alcohol. Okay, this is our buddy Elon Musk who wants to drill a hole in the back of your head and shove a brain chip inside there with tentacles going down and tickling your brain. It says Elon Musk likes to discuss the benefits of MDMA and mushrooms with friends, the New York Times reported. One friend said the billionaire had been on mild exploratory journeys. Musk has discussed the benefits of psychedelics in the past. Elon Musk is no stranger to psychedelic drugs and often likes to discuss the benefits of the substances. The billionaire likes to share a chart that shows MDMA and psychedelic mushrooms are healthier than alcohol use. One person who Musk shared the chart with on a vacation told the publication. The Times spoke with over 40 people who have spent time with the richest man in the world over the past decade and a half. Uh, So 15 years, many under conditions of anonymity due to concerns of repercussions, as well as non-disclosure agreements that they were required to sign at the parties Musk attended. (laughs) They signed NDAs. For the past 20 years, Musk has attended nearly every Burning Man festival, often accompanied by his younger brother, Kimball Musk. Quote, I have been with him on mild exploratory journeys, end quote. David Marglin, a Bay Area lawyer who met Mr. Musk at Burning Man and has been his friend for 20 years, told the Times, quote. And he appreciates the value of those journeys. Nothing out of control or wild, but it's all night and there's dancing and uh, revelry. End quote. Neither Margolin nor Musk responded to Insider's request to get in touch for comment ahead of publication. In the past, Tesla CEO has expressed support for psychedelics. Earlier this year, he tweeted in response to a thread on the issue from billionaire investor Mark Andreessen. Andreessen Horowitz. We've talked about them connected to in CIA, folks. Quote, I've talked to many people who are helped by psychedelics and ketamine than SSRIs and amphetamines, Musk wrote on Twitter. And so I'm not going to go into this whole thing, but there you go. Musk is uh, dipping his toe into the psychedelic industry. Who knows? Maybe he'll be at Wonderland. All right, here's another friend of ours, Bill Gates. This is an article from February 2017, businessinsider.com. Bill Gates once coyly defended LSD use by saying, Quote, I never missed a day of work, end quote. Uh, Entrepreneurs have turned to psychedelics and other illicit drugs for years in order to hack the brain en route to success. Steve Jobs dropped acid. Richard Branson smokes marijuana. Author and investor Tim Ferriss loves uh ayahuasca a psychedelic that induces mind-boggling hallucinations and is illegal in the u.s and then it goes on to say that bill gates back in 19 going all the way back to 1994 in an interview with playboy magazine playboy said ever take lsd gates said my errant youth ended a long time ago playboy said what does that mean gates said that means there were things i did under the age of 25 that i ended up not doing subsequently interviewer pressed playboy ass one lsd story involved you staring at a table and thinking the corner was going to plunge into your eye gates smiles playboy a glimmer of recognition gates that was on the other side of that boundary and so throughout the years gates has uh talked about this stuff now here's another article i pulled for you Uh, I just want to show you, because as we're wrapping this up, I just want to show you that this is spread far and wide. This is globenewswire.com, and this is big-name executives and celebrities open up opportunities for retail investors by investing in psychedelic treatment as a means of addressing mental health crisis. Why? Because they love you. Because they love you. And this was from December 2020. One day we are all going to look back at psychedelic stocks and realize the Grateful Dead was right. What a long, strange trip it's been. Psychedelic stocks came into play after Forbes ran an article about Johns Hopkins University announcing a $17 million commitment for its Center for Psychedelic and Consciousness Research. Next up was about a year and a half ago when Johnson & Johnson's ketamine-derived nasal spray, vado, which was the first materially new depression treatment in decades, was approved by the FDA. Since then, money has poured into psychedelic research and an entire new industry was created in the stock market. Even though it is now legal to take psychedelics in Oregon and parts of Canada, the recreational market is not where the big money will be made. The real money in psychedelics will be made from FDA-approved drugs for the treatment of depression and mental health. Depression is a common mental disorder affecting more than 264 million people worldwide. It's a lot more than that. Mental health disorders are on the rise in every country in the world and could cost the global economy up to $16 trillion annually by 2030. So it goes on to say, Investor interest in psychedelics for mental health is snowballing as many big-name executives and celebrities are investing in the sector's future. Industry analysis believe the psychedelic sector could bring in over $6.85 billion by 2027. And that number does not take into consideration a blockbuster drug being approved that will make life easier for those 264 million people suffering from depression. We have seen some well-funded leaders emerge, but there are also some lesser-known names with tremendous potential. Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary, that is uh, Mr. Wonderful. He's uh, former Canopy Growth CEO Bruce Linton and PayPal billionaire Peter Thiel have all made significant investments in companies doing psychedelic research. Companies like Mind Medicine, eHave, Compass Pathways, and Haven Life Sciences have the potential to show big returns to patient investors. And so this article goes on to talk about other companies growing out of this space and other big-time investors. So you have Peter Thiel, the transhumanist technocrat, who funded Singularity, who, um, you know, was a big government contractor, leech? Oh, yeah, he's in it, folks. Now you wonder why he tells you Christianity and transhumanism are the same thing. They just have small metaphysical differences because both Peter and God offer you eternal life. Well, maybe he's microdosing. This article I pulled up for you the other day, Uh, I just want to repeat it here, Forbes.com, this is Silicon Valley is microdosing magic mushrooms to boost their careers. And this talks about the guys over 30, 35 years old in Silicon Valley that are microdosing. But now that you know what microdosing is, this makes a lot of sense to you. So you got these guys all jacked up on mushrooms. And then this final piece, I'm going to tie in here, folks. And this is from Benzinga. This is Joe Rogan, de-demonizing psychedelics. And I don't need to get into all this because you've heard me break balls uh about joe rogan it's got a good little cartoon and it's joe rogan sitting there and it says that's crazy man have you ever tried dmt and he's smoking a joint i told you that joe rogan is part of pushing this new age drug culture ayahuasca you know dmt psychedelics and the rest and i probably should not have attacked joe rogan If I really cared about my own career and success, because Rogan handles a number of other podcasters that are in what we'd call the conspiracy space. People that I would like to be able to get on their show or to have on this show because they do have a lot of good information. Similar to Stephen Kinzer, I believe a lot of them are. And they may not know it, but similar to disinformation agents. They are giving you 95% truth and then pretty much not releasing the uh, whole truth or pushing you in a different direction or... Basically telling you that psychedelics are good, but not really connecting that back to MKUltra and not saying that all of these technocrats, these transhumanists, these scumbag anti-human elitists uh, are the ones behind this. People aren't legalizing psychedelics and rolling it out in government pot shops and in the VAs and in the hospitals because they love you. They're doing it because they're going to blow your mind out of your head and uh, control your body and force you into into the metaverse it's pretty damn clear folks i think our body of work speaks for itself all right that's it folks that's it on mental illness that's it on psychedelics that is it on ketamine that is everything that is going on today Uh, if i see other big news come out i will cover it again but that is mk ultra alive and well today so i wanted to show you the big push through uh, mental illness, the uh, you know the big push here in psychedelics and how it's all merging. It's going to merge in with the virtual reality, and they are going to be mind bending and mind blasting. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, that is what is happening, folks. All right. So what I'm going to do on tomorrow's show, because I really want to cover this piece. This is by David Salinas Flores. And this was a paper he wrote, Mind Control from Nazis to DARPA. And we're going to go through this and see if there's anything that we missed that we should uh, cover and touch upon, because I found some work by this David Salinas Flores, and I'm going to reach out to him and try to get him on the show. So between that tomorrow and then the interview we're going to conduct with uh, Dana on Sunday, I'm hoping we could wrap up the MKUltra portion of this broadcast, the Dustin Gold Standard, and get back to Cyborg Soldier. And then eventually I'll come back and talk about Operation Paperclip in more depth, depending on what happens with Dana, folks. But we've got to get back to Cyborg Soldier because then there's so much more after that that I have planned for you. So ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful Friday evening, a fantastic Saturday, I will see you tomorrow when we get into this piece by David Salinas Flores. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world Hmm. built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv.